Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sooner is today. Arthur Smith. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. The son of a billionaire. Titans offensive coordinator where his teams did quite well. And then Atlanta where he went 7-10 three straight years. We know everyone's got opinions on it. 412-928-9370. So we're not going to waste your time with uh, pleasantries and good afternoons or any of that stuff. Good afternoon, Chris, I'll just tee you up because uh, when this news got announced in the back, I feel like I could see the steam coming out of your ears, there seemed to be uh, an apoplectic reaction to this hire. You're not happy with it. So oh, explain that to our listeners. It's a toast, un- uninspiring, unexciting hire for me. Um, of the three people that they actually interviewed, Thomas Brown, Gerard Johnson, Arthur Smith, uh, Arthur Smith would have been my third on that list. Probably in the order I named them uh, would have been the way I would have gone with it. And I just think it's more about what the hire says about what they think they need to do to win than anything that bothers me. So, Arthur Smith, these are undeniable facts. His two years as OC in Tennessee, the 10th-ranked scoring offense, then the 4th-ranked scoring offense. 12th in yards, 2nd in yards. 3rd in rush yards uh, per attempt, 2nd in rush yards per attempt. Both years, 7th in net passing yards per attempt. Ryan Tannehill, 55 touchdowns. Those are all real numbers, right? Then the numbers got very bad, by and large, when he was in Atlanta. In the 20s in points scored, two of the three years, never better than 15th. In the 20s in total yards, two years, never better than 17th. They just were a bad offense most of the time that he was there. Average at best, okay? But those are the numbers. He could be a good offensive coordinator. He'll probably make the running game better than it was last year. But it tells me that the Steelers hired a coordinator who wants to run the ball that they don't actually think they need to get with the times and do what some of these more innovative offenses in the NFL try to do, which is make a mature passing game out of it, as Starkey likes to say. It also tells me that they wanted to hire a coordinator, even though Art Rooney said how that person is able to get the most out of Kenny is big important. You know, it's of paramount importance. I think they want to hide him, really. I think they hired a guy who they hope can hide Kenny Pickett at times. They, yes, want to make Kenny Pickett's life easier, If you're hammering a team with the running game, in theory, you will have more play-action looks. That's what Arthur Smith did with Ryan Tannehill. But I think it just tells you, we don't think our quarterback can be our offense's best player. We think this coordinator fits that reality the best. Art also talked about, you can't turn over a roster overnight. Whoever we hire has to be comfortable with what we have. Of the three people that they actually interviewed, it stood to reason that Arthur Smith would be the most comfortable with that. 
That's what he was running in Tennessee. That's the kind of roster. Although they don't have Derrick Henry. Don't try to make it out like the Najee Harris-Jalen Warren two-man tandem is Derrick Henry, who's going to put on a gold jacket five years after he plays his final game. He's the guy who made that situation work. Tannehill's a better quarterback, was a better quarterback, and might still be than anything on this roster. And it just feels like the Steelers didn't even come close to shooting for the moon here. They didn't... Or they're going to have a very interesting time here, fact-finding, right? Mike Tomlin said we're going to not cast a wide net if he used those words exactly, but he was—he sounded like a guy who wanted to kind of learn the process, through the process and find out what they weren't doing well. Here's who they interviewed after saying they preferred play-calling experience in the past. A guy with no play-calling experience in Gerard Johnson, which made him, if you took them at their word, a long shot to begin with. A guy in Thomas Brown with one year of it, and I would have discounted that because... David Tepper ruined that whole thing. That didn't, like, you know, sour me on him. And then a guy with five years of it. So, really, they interviewed three people. Zach Robinson never even came in here, even though they requested him, which tells you all he probably thought about this job. And they hired the only guy who actually even came close to meeting their criteria. Tell me how that is the Steelers turning over a lot of stones, doing so with urgency and clear intent and coming up with a guy who makes them different and better than they previously were. I don't think it does. I think the best-case scenario for Arthur Smith is maybe they win a playoff game while he is the offensive coordinator, but no more. Do you think that Arthur Smith is a good offensive coordinator? No, because three out of the five years where he has called plays, which is what an offensive coordinator does, his offenses haven't been good. So the the 60% of his resume as a play caller and I'm not going to split hairs here and say, well, he was the head coach. There's other things that go into it. You were calling the plays. So three out of those five years, you weren't good. Two of them, you were. That was also five and six years ago. That was also when you had Derrick Henry. The other, the other thing I don't like about this, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll turn it over to you. Because I, now the more I talk about it, the more mad I got. I just was kind of underwhelmed, and now I'm just angry. Who's the most talented player on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Probably on either side of the ball. Like, pure talent. T.J. Watt. Second most. Minka? Just say the name. Well, on offense, it's George Pickens. He's probably the most gifted player, period. I'd say him and Broderick Jones are their most Fine. talented players. Nice, thank you. Nice nod to me there. A.J. Brown didn't seem to like playing in Tennessee. Even though he had 1,000-yard-ish seasons there, when did he explode? When they traded him. Why did he want to be traded? Didn't feel like he was being used properly. I watched Drake London and Kyle Pitts look like pedestrian players last year in Atlanta's offense. I watched them seemingly unaware of how to use B. John Robinson correctly when he was supposed to be the best running back okay, prospect so, in a long so those, time. Those would be the bigger issues for me. I, I, I don't I don't trust A.J. Brown's... First of all, when Brown left, he did an interview and said nice things about, uh, about Smith when he went to Philly. But at this point, with the way that guy acts, the way things unraveled for him in Philadelphia this year, I don't really take him at his word. It's more about what happened with the playmakers in Atlanta. Donnie, I want to go to you here, though, first. Do you agree with everything Chris said? I mean, when we talked about Smith, you had him rated out as the worst guy they talked to. Do you still feel that way, or has something that's happened in the last few hours changed your mind? Yeah, and I think the only reason why I was a little bit more open to it is that your theory that uh, we could get a Mike Munchak uh, co-op on this. Now, you're going to be put to the test a little bit there to see if that has any legs to it. I mean, it's it's vanilla for me, them hiring him. I mean, is it going to be better than it was? I would think so, because the two guys that they just had 
won't be coaching in the NFL anytime soon, if ever again. One of those guys has a better chance of sitting in the bleachers next to me than ever coaching football again. I want you to walk in here and punch me in the face if I use that as a justification for this hire today. Because it can't be worse than it was. Yes, I don't want to. I'm. I don't want to do that. If if other if our listeners out there that have great opinions, well, you better punch me in the face because technically I started my initial tweet with saying anyone was going to be better than who they had, but then everything I said was negative. But I just I don't want to water down my expectations so much that because the next guy isn't Matt Canada and actually has an NFL resume that I'm supposed to be giddy about it. But continue what you're about to say, Donnie. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's reason to be happy with what got accomplished in Tennessee, but reasons that Chris already said were pretty apparent. I mean, they were getting running back play that, I mean, Najee Harris has had decent seasons he would have to double, almost double what he's doing to do the best of Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry had a 2,000-yard season whenever things were at their best with Tennessee under Arthur Smith. Ryan Tannehill had success off of that due to the the um, the, the use of play action and just every other defense keying on Derrick Henry every single time. Those are things, okay, those are positives. You could put that in the pro section there. But you can't say that as somebody who is pro-Arthur Smith and then completely avoid what things looked like in Atlanta. I mean, he had a a rookie quarterback that came out of the same class as Kenny Pickett. That was the second quarterback drafted in that draft. That guy did not flourish, so he did not develop a young quarterback. He had multiple offensive weapons that were drafted in the top 10, let alone the first round, and we didn't see any of those guys become notable players. I mean, Kyle Pitts, I remember going into that draft, Kyle Pitts was like a can't-miss prospect. This guy will be an absolute star. He's an okay player. That's the highest that a tight end was ever drafted by an NFL team was Pitts. Yeah, and what a weapon. A a creative offensive mind is going to torture defenses with this guy. Yeah, I mean, he was talked about like he was going to be, I don't know, like the next Shannon Sharp. Something like that. We're 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 not we're not seeing that from him in the Arthur Smith offense. Bijan Robinson. People love throwing out that he got almost as many touches as Christian McCaffrey did this year. Without for the record, I've only seen one people one person do that, and that was our buddy Tone Diggs. From with, with, Pat without with, without realizing the amount of weapons and the amount of players in the Kyle Shanahan offense in San Francisco, a little bit different than what the situation is in Atlanta. I thought they drafted Robinson to be. The Falcons, Derrick Henry. That's why they used a top ten pick. He I had thought, he had one game last season with more than look, twenty carries. Look, uh, I'm not. See, I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of arguing today because I'm not. I'm not nearly as down on the hire as Chris is, but I also don't feel good about cheerleading for or um, endorsing what the like extremely pro. This guy's really good at his job. Like I don't want to do that either. That's my, that's my my problem today. That's my issue. First, I have a question for you. Be, go ahead. You would agree that Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney are the two principals who drove this hire, right? Yeah. Do you think Omar Khan likes this hire? Do you think Andy Weidel likes this hire? Just knowing what we were all hopeful about, like, hey, they were going to bring some. I think new Andy ideas. Weidel would like it. He comes from Philadelphia. He's been in Baltimore. Those are run heavy schemes, run heavy offenses. I would think his football DNA would be supportive of somebody like Smith. Like, do you like think Smith. Omar yeah. likes the idea of this I don't know. Ball? That's a tough one for me to say. 
how much is how much is Omar different from Kevin Colbert and that whole way of thinking? Before you sound off and get to the rest of your quick point here, and I know Donnie and I have taken up all the oxygen on this so far, it just signifies more of the same. You know Mike Tomlin's going to be comfortable with a guy who made his bones as a run, mainly with the team running the football well. And you know Art's going to be comfortable. I think that's a good so word. Where's, where's the step outside of the box for them? Well, here would be if I guess I have to play the role of the person, in, at least in this conversation, who's in favor of the move or at least likes the hire. I think it's possible that Arthur Smith is a really good offensive is a really good offensive coordinator who's just never had a good quarterback. I don't want to kill a guy for not for not developing a guy that was picked where in the third round. That's Ritter? where Desmond Ritter was. Picked. What about Tannehill? Who's the eighth overall pick? Okay, Tannehill was brought to Tennessee to back up Marcus Mariota. At that point in his career. He wasn't viewed in NFL circles as a starting quarterback. And anymore. what was Mariota? Mariota was a bust. Second overall pick, though. But that wasn't that. But he had failed with with offensive coaches before uh, Smith was even promoted. Now you want to ding him for saying, "Let's take him to Atlanta, and I'll get more out of him." He knows my offense. I think that's a reasonable critique. I can't. Now I'm going to swing back to the negative. I can't sit here and try to. You know, blow sunshine up your rear ends and and try to make excuses for what happened with for the guy in Atlanta. He called the plays there. Yep. He took responsibility for that offense. They gave him playmaker weapons. He couldn't do enough with them. Now his quarterbacks were Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and Taylor Heineke. I'm not sure there are a lot of offensive coordinators. Kyle Shanahan would be one of them. I'm not sure there's a lot of offensive coordinators that would have been able to produce good numbers with those guys. Does he have a quarterback that is appreciably different than any of those guys here? No, he doesn't. But let me let me put it back on you, Chris. If if you think the primary job of the guy they hire is to fix Kenny Pickett, how many human beings on planet Earth can do that? Are there any? Fix him to make him like a high end quarterback. Yeah, maybe Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Well, maybe. we found out there were at least four as of last Wednesday, right? That's what Aditi said. But mm, I'm so, but I, good but Chris, I don't think you'd want to make the hire with Kenny Pickett in mind because I don't think you think Kenny is salvageable. No, I don't. So just find the best offensive coordinator, make him suck it up with Kenny for a year, then get somebody better in his offense. If you think the offense is good, hire the guy with a good offense and then get the quarterback from there. Don't hire someone that's a but, Kenny Pickett but the, fit. I guess the the point about Arthur Smith would be his offense has always been based around the success of a great running back, his best years. So it's really draft the running back. Derrick Henry's a Hall of Famer. We all agree on this, yes. right? Yep. Okay, his great successes have been because he had a great running back. That makes me feel like his offense is more run-based and running back centric. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. We'll be going to that a lot today. Getting Steelers fans' reactions to a monumental hire, a big one, such an important one. Offensive coordinator, who's going to call the plays after the disaster that was Matt Canada? They have dubbed Arthur Smith. Was not an exhaustive search. They talked to him this week. That's our guy. Let's get it done before he takes a job somewhere else. Your reaction to it at 412-928-9370. Let's start with Anthony in Oakland. Hello, Anthony. It's underwhelming. I may be biased here because I have my eyes focused on the Kubiak brothers. They're still uh, involved in playing right now. And uh, I don't like it. It, 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 It's Neanderthal-ish. I don't understand it. I mean, we heard all these these platitudes coming out of that last Tomlin News conference. We thought it was going to be some pizzazz and some young, energetic stuff here. Uh, we've got, uh, it, you, yeah, of course, anything. What do you think it Canada, says? But what, this is not good. Hey, Anthony, what do you think it says big picture about the way Mike and Art specifically sort of view the direction of the franchise and offense and all that? I think big picture, there's a lot to take out of this, too. I, maybe maybe Art was impressed with the Derrick Henry aspect of the running game when he was in Tennessee. We're talking about a, a closer uh, view here, what he's done in Atlanta, which was Cleveland-ish. I'm not talking about the new Cleveland. I'm talking about the old Cleveland-ish. So I don't understand this. And uh, uh, here's what I would do from the Steelers. Okay, since you got this Arthur Smith, find out to hire Clay Kubiak, who's the assistant Kubiak, uh, the quarterback coach for San Francisco, bring him in. Why don't you get maybe if Belichick doesn't get a job, why don't you bring him in as a, a defensive uh, senior advisor and sit him upstairs and let him with the defense? And maybe we could dig up Vince Lombardi and he could be a senior consultant for the team too while we're at it. Um, it's tr- it's fair. Arthur Smith's offenses have been devoid of young. Uh, production from the quarterback position. He has not developed a quarterback, but he did get the most out of Tannehill. Tannehill, I would say, is a league average quarterback, was for a very long time. His best years were with this guy. So he got the most out of a player. Question about he Tannehill. led the league in passer rating. He threw 33 touchdowns in a season. He had two statistically gaudy years. He did. There's no argument. He won comeback player of the year thanks in part to Arthur Smith. Right. So if I'm Arthur Smith in an interview, I could say to them, touche, I don't have the Desmond. If I if I got Desmond Ritter to work, I'd still be coaching at Atlanta. But I was given Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota, and I won playoff games. What if the rebuttal to him was, you had Derrick Henry, you don't have him here, why should we hire you? My rebuttal back to that would be, Oh, so now a great running back translates to wins in the NFL? That's not how 2024 works. Look at the, well, McCaffrey's great. I mean, McCaffrey's a transcendent player. They're in the Super Bowl. But up until this year, look at the running backs who are on Super Bowl winning rosters. They're not stars. They're not studs. But they could just say to him, yeah, Derrick Henry didn't get you to a Super Bowl, but that sort of proves the point, and Derrick Henry did make you whatever you were. 
Well, I would say back, why didn't the Titans keep winning at the clip they were winning with me after I left with Derrick Henry? Well, they he were didn't the, retire. They were the number one seed in 2021, as you pointed out yesterday, yep. when Henry only played eight games, too, that year. Um, who of the two quarterbacks that, well, one's on the roster and then, of course, one the Steelers claim they'd like to bring back? Tannehill is a very athletic guy. With a pretty good arm too, Kenny. It's a it's it defi- definitely Kenny. You think it's more tailored to Kenny's? Yeah, strengths? because there's so many. There's his offense is a lot of bootlegs and a lot of quarterback movement. Quarterback gets out and runs to the left, runs to the right, sprint out plays, things like that. It's absolutely a Kenny thing. Way more than Rudolph. When you're doing a lot of sprint sprint outs and boots, though, I don't feel like that gives you a great chance necessarily to get your best player if your best player is George Pickens involved. Tannehill's the best. I mean, Tannehill's a better athlete than Kenny, but. Tannehill's a lot more like Kenny than Mason Rudolph. Marcus Mariota's a lot more like Kenny but than if Mason a, Rudolph. If Desmond Ritter action, is a lot more like Kenny. But if it's a play-action offense, couldn't Rudolph thrive in it by just standing back there with the threat of the run and then hammering t- uh, people downfield? Maybe. I mean, he they moved. He, he was stuck with Matt Ryan for one year and got rid of that pocket quarterback as fast as he could. Didn't want him. I don't think Tomlin wants a pocket quarterback either, Chris. With apologies to Matt Ryan, a guy who'd probably end up in the Hall of Fame but for the 28-3 debacle, I think by the time Arthur Smith got a hold of him, he might have been moving backwards in time. All right, let's get right back into it. Arthur Smith hired by the Steelers. First caller-up called it underwhelming and Neanderthalish. 412-928-9370 to speak your mind on it. Starting with Al, he's on the fan. Hello, Al. Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank Thanks, you. Al. Hey, the one question I had was the one thing that seems to be a trend with Tomlin and the Steelers as you know during his tenure, other than the Lebeau, who he pretty much um, and Munoz who was already there for him, um, does, is he able to and as a team anymore? Are we able to attract these top flight guys? Because it just seems like you know Tomlin has no coaching tree. Do people not want to work for him, or is it, or is it as the organization the job? is just not that attractive anymore. Okay, so when you ask that question, you're telling me that you just think this guy's a blah hire then. Is what exactly. It like. I mean, we've, we've always gone in-house, so I guess sure. it's a... Well, then, know, Al, the give, right me, give me a guy, Al, give me a guy, Al, who you would say, oh, wow, the Steelers have somehow taken a big swing. They have persuaded, they have convinced somebody who's a big name to come and work for this team. Um, I would say the, the only one that really probably had some credentials and some swag was, you know, Ben's buddy as the coordinator there. Um, you know, they, they had the offense. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they... in the past. I'm saying, like, I'm saying now who they could have hired instead of oh. Smith. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know the names of the guys out there who would appear to be the up-and-comers. Okay, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I don't think Arthur Smith is an up-and-comer, to your point. He isn't. They didn't hire someone who's on the – career trajectory up he's on the descent he just got canned he's taking a demotion but Diana Rossini reported that every single team that had an offensive coordinator opening wanted to at least talk to Arthur Smith the Steelers put in a slip to interview Zach Robinson and never did which does I think call into question just how desirable this job is I also think an open offensive coordinator job has nothing to do desirability-wise with the franchise or the head coach. It's who's the quarterback I'm inheriting. Okay, but I do think it's I do think it's a in the pros and cons of Smith. It is definitely a pro that he was in demand because I I did the opposite with Mason Rudolph. Whenever we would talk about Rudolph, I would 
criticized the fact that not a single team wanted to sign him. Do you think Arthur Smith would have gotten a job had the Steelers not signed him? I do. Yeah. I think he would have been an offensive coordinator somewhere in the league. That's why I think they hired him now. I, did, I, I don't think they wanted to run the risk do you think that he, he was, was ever go any, someplace else. Do you think he was ever anything but their first choice? Uh, I think he was always the because, owner's first choice. Well, I'm going to answer it that the way. The owner's first choice. Yep, and okay. so that basically means if it, Art Rooney wants it, then that's the organization, so we, that's the team. So, so yes, I think he was their I think we do have to choice. say, just for housekeeping purposes, if this goes belly up, then it was an Art hire. It can't retroactively become a Mike hire. I think it's more Art than Mike, yeah. Okay. I feel comfortable saying that. Maybe I know. I just know. I just know how. It, by when, all means, if these things tend to not work out, they suddenly go from it was more of an art hire than a mic hire to more of a mic hire than an art hire. Eric is next. Hello, Eric. Eric, okay, you're not listening, or you're listening to us too intently, and you haven't turned down your radio. Here's Evan next. Hello, Evan. Hey guys. Hey Evan. Hey, uh, just get my opinion. He was uh, playing it, you know, a little safe on um, on the half of coaching. Um, I would like seeing them go somewhere that uh, has a good passing offense, you know, get like one of the uh, uh, assistant coaches from a different coaching tree. And maybe they still will, you know, maybe they'll actually expand their coaching tree this year and um, get, get like a passing game coordinator, you know, from another uh, team and get something – to pair with uh, Arthur Smith and his offense. Well, I've already said that I think I would respect the hire and like it a lot more if they brought Munchak in as the offensive coordinator. So I guess if they do have plans to make some kind of fancy passing game coordinator move, then I would probably like that, especially if you guys sound like you think this is a shortcoming of Smith, that this is not something I he's done just, well. I think so it helps he to have help more coaching. That, yeah, that would not be bad. Uh, you can probably afford to do that, and I think this is not irrelevant here. That's why I'm bringing it up. Arthur Smith uh, still has three years left on the six-year deal he signed with Atlanta. That six-year deal will pay him $17,000 per day <laughs> until the end of said deal. He's also considerably more wealthy on a family level than Art Rooney is. Um, I don't think then that bringing that up is irrelevant because he might have come cheap. I'm already getting paid by somebody else. Those contracts for coaches, unless they are explicitly stated otherwise, Pony, are guaranteed in the NFL. I don't think you can double dip. Are you sure? So, no. So I think what happens is if he's owed $5 million by the Falcons and the Steelers pay him two, the Steelers will pay two and the Falcons will, play, will pay three and it'll still add up to five. He can't make five from the Steelers. Still makes it cheaper. One, yeah. Still makes it cheaper in the end. The guy's getting paid by another team and so it defrays or defers some of the cost away from the Steelers. I would love it if it meant that they were going to hire Mike Munchak plus a pass game coordinator. Art said yesterday, again, yeah, we've got to look at the way coaching is around the league and how the league is operating. Teams are hiring more coaches. Don't make that empty words. Back it up. Take action. Hire people that are on the rise in the NFL. Here is Bill next. Hello, Bill. Hey, guys. Hey, you know, when Art Rooney had his media uh, presser, he said that this hire was strictly Tomlin's and that he was not going to change that process. And to go along with what Chris said, this is just another evidence, further evidence that Tomlin should have been let go. 
Now, having said that. Why is that? I, Wait, how does that go along with what I said? I made it clear that I thought it was uh, more of an Art Rooney hire and that it just happens in this town that when hires go bad, they suddenly become Mike Tomlin hires, regardless of how people viewed them at the start. Well, you you said that that you were very disappointed in it, and, and you you listed all of the issues with sure. And I think uh, Art Rooney was the bigger driving force behind this hire than you know, anybody else in the organization. That's my point. Well, okay. So, do you take Art at his word yesterday, Bill, that it was going to be a Tomlin hire? Because I don't. Art then went on to say, literally, the next sentence out of his mouth was, "We meet and talk every day about this. Me, Omar, and Mike." So it's pretty obvious I, he was fully involved in the process. I would I would hope that he was not telling non-truths. So, uh, which is a nice way to say, I hope he's not a liar. Okay, so to go back to what you but, were saying, this is proof that Tomlin shouldn't be their head coach anymore, Bill? Yeah, because, okay, so now having said that, I agree with you, Pody, if they get Munchak and maybe some kind of quarterback, play caller, uh, teacher, something, that, that, that would help. But the last thing that I will say about this, um, as a head coach, yeah, Arthur Smith failed. But I would recall a person named Buddy Ryan, who was with the Bears as a defensive coordinator. He was made a head coach. As a defensive coordinator, this guy was a genius. He could have just said Dick LeBeau and kept it local, Bill. Oh, well, okay, but Buddy Buddy Ryan, uh, okay, yeah, you're right, Dick LeBeau. But when they made him a head coach, Buddy Ryan failed miserably. No doubt, Bill. I got to let you go because we're up against it here and we got to get to more callers. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.